Yeah, we are then, folks. Back in episode 12, made it to the dozen of the Silly Goose Gang podcast. Uh, joining us, we've got Barry Gibson, a world Sambo Masters bronze medalist, a Commonwealth Sambo champion, three times British champion, but possibly most importantly, two times Scottish Sambo <laughs> champion, joining <laughs> us tonight. Uh, so, Barry, thanks very much for jumping on with us, mate. It's really appreciated. No, thank you for having us. Thanks for the invites. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm completely jealous of that beard. Really jealous <laughs> of this beard. This, Do you know what? It's, 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 a, it's, it's not a popular opinion. A lot of people, uh, I get a lot of criticism off my dad for it, actually. He, he says, I shouldn't grow around my mouth what grows in abundance around my arse. I get a lot of, <laughs> a lot of grief for that, you know. And, and I, I'm quite proud of it at the minute. My, my children love it. So I'm keeping it as, as long as I can, really. Um, but I've, uh, it's, it's kind of, um, it's just a bit of a, a bone of contention with me dad and me mum as well. They don't like it because it puts years on us apparently, you know. But I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm embracing the beard a little bit. I'm, I'm wanting to come down a little bit further if I can and go for a bit of a crazy Viking look. Yeah, I, I, I can't even grow anything. And mine just going. The bit that I can grow here is starting to go grey. So I've, I've, I've kind of got like a, a grey goatee. That's what I'm kind of growing at the minute. See, I, I, I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty grey in mine. I don't mind that because that's what my dad gets on about. But I, you know, I think the grey looks distinguished. There's nothing worse. You've got to dye it. I think anybody with, the, you know, when you see somebody with a perfectly black beard, I always think, yeah, that's a bit of just for men there, you know. Uh, not into that. See, not into that at that's all. One of the, that's one of the funniest. I was trying to think. There was something that I seen on telly the other night, um, like a pop star or something. It was something. Jet black hair and a jet black beard. Fucking, what's going on here? I know your, yeah. I know, I know your, sh- I know your shit, son. Very long duration, three thousand. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's no good, is it? You, you just got to embrace the grey, man. It's like it's all part of it. You could make Chris feel worse, Barry, because is that just a lockdown beard? Have you grown that in like three weeks? <laughs> yeah, I shaved this I'm, morning. <laughs> this is genuinely. I can genuinely not shave for a month and have pretty much a five o'clock shadow. That's I mean, genuinely what I could do. <laughs> this, yeah. is, uh, this is about, coming up for about nine months now. Um, I'd shaved last year and I hated it. I'd had a beard for about a year and I, and I just, it just didn't look like me anymore. So I, I grew it back and that was, that was it. It's just stayed. My children had gone berserk when I took it off. So then that was it, you know. I thought, well, if the kids like it, it's staying, you know. So uh, it's funny. I, I've I've only had a beard for about about eight months or so. I'd always been clean shaven for years yeah. and years, like proper clean shaven with with a head, like a full on like. I look like a pre-gen character in a computer game, you know, when you picked your first basic model. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I kind of look like. Which option, which option of hair, which option of face? And I, was on, I was on holiday from work for a couple of weeks when we used to have holidays. And uh, I kind of grew like a leave beard for a couple of weeks. And then woke up one Sunday morning before I was going to work, thought I'll shave that off. And uh, Sandra, my missus, had always said she hated beards, hated beards with a passion. Shaved it off and she was like, what did you shave it off for? And I was like, oh. so it's, I've grown it back, and it's been there ever since. Eh? That's the way. I think. I think it's the way forward. You know, I just, I, I'm enjoying mine at the minute. And it's, it's not like a hipstery one. It's supposed to be a little bit wild as well. Do you know? What I mean? So yeah, it's good. It's good. It's mine staying for a while now. That's me. I think I'm going to keep it for a while. <laughs> Aye, it's impressive. We're quite happy with the beard. Thank you very much. Game opening up. Well, there you go. There you go. That's. <laughs> Ten, 10 minutes of me feeling sorry about myself. I feel uh, I've got, I'm getting beard shamed. 
2020. <laughs> so I, I might, I might go on Twitter and start a, I start a hashtag and say that you're Twitter, you're uh, beer cheering me. <laughs> Probably you probably get people backing on that one. The way no, they would do. Today. They would, they would do. They would do. So, uh, so aye, it's um, it's cool. It's always cool to speak to somebody from a different discipline. Um, we we are obviously kind of jujitsu guys. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see see something. But I think you were a, a judo background, is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, judo. I started judo when I was six uh, with my dad. My dad's a judo player as well. All um, right, okay. My dad was like a world masters champion back in uh, two thousand. Uh, well, actually two thousand, so twenty years ago. Um, and it was kind of always in the in the family, you know, Saturday afternoon wrestling, rolling around with your dad and 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 stuff like that. Um, and and I just I just kind of got into it through through that, and then. Um, Back in the day, judo was still judo with leg grabs and 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 pickups and and things like that. Um, uh, so pre rule change, judo was very similar to sambo, which was why I crossed over. Right. Um, okay. Um, I still I still every now and then I still try to get onto the judo club mat because the standard is is really high. It's a quarter by judo club at South Shields. So they've got a great standard, you know, and it's it's. Um, it's good to, to, to cross-train, as you guys know as well, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I, I, that's how I got into it, really, was, was through my dad as a kid. And then I had a bit of a break when I was about 11 or 12, and I got into Kung Fu, weirdly enough. I went through like a bit of a Bruce Lee phase. and um, Yeah, I, like, I, think, I think most people did, to be fair. But I'm, I'm 46 this year, so I was at the era when it was like, Enter the Dragon had kind of was getting shown on the TV in the early 80s, and it was like yeah, the best yeah. thing I'd ever seen, you know. So um, I moved into Kung Fu for a little while and then I went back to judo after a fun fight with me dad um, in around kind of, uh, I was about my late teens, I think. I'd, I'd done it on and off throughout my teens, but mainly I'd concentrated on the on the semi-contact, the Laogar Kung Fu I'd concentrated on. And um, I had a bit of a fun fight with me dad and uh, I'd wrestled with me dad and I'd tried to square up with him, just, just messing around. And it was all good-natured, but I'd thrown like a one-two combination and then a kick, and he grabbed me leg, picked me up, and dunked me head in the dog's water bowl. Uh, <laughs> but at the time, I mean, bear in mind, I was 18, so when you're 18 year old, you feel a bit like, you know, you know what you're doing, you've, you've trained, and you feel a bit confident. Nah, nah. As soon as my head dunked in the water bowl, I had this, like, quiff thing, and it was just, like, it was all over the place, and he was laughing. And I was laughing about it, but I was like, right, I'm coming back to judo, because um, he totally squashed me kicks. I'd spent like seven or eight years kicking and punching and, and thinking I was like a bit of a, a Bruce Lee, Jean-Claude Van Damme hybrid and I just got my arse handed. It was by a bloke. Um, and then I thought, yeah, I, I, need to, I need to, you know, get back into judo. And I never looked back from about 18 or 19. Um, mm. And then I crossed over into Sambo. I did my first competition, really, th- through a friend in uh, judo. Um I did it in 2001, I think. I did the first British Championships and um, and then I did the, the British and Scottish the following year and then I got married and that kind of stopped. So I didn't, not not not, not through, it was just, I got I got into the family thing, I had children and, and I didn't compete for <coughs> about uh, 10 years, nine or 10 years after that and I got back into it in 2011 again competitively and uh, that's when I've never looked back really. I mean, I've, I've been abroad, I've represented uh, Great Britain five times now Hopefully, mm. I, I was going to qualify. Well, I did qualify this year for the World Masters again, but with the lockdown thing, we don't know what's happening now. So 
that's October. So I think that's I think I think that's going to be cancelled. No. Yeah. Um, where was that? Where was that going to be about? Uh, Holland. That was this year. Uh, oh, Holland. Okay. It, it was going to be Holland. Um, so like in two, kind of going back to 2018 when I got my bronze medal. That was Morocco. Last Morocco. year it was Cyprus, and I managed like I managed fifth last year. Uh, which was a bit of a sickener, but it was just crazy. The standard. I mean, you're looking at guys because um, obviously the masters. I don't know if it's the same for the jits, but the masters is age banded in like yeah, four yeah. year increments. Yeah, so yeah. it's like thirty to thirty five, uh, thirty to thirty four, thirty five to thirty nine, forty to forty four, yeah. and, and you know. So I think that I think that's exactly the same. Very actually. close to very close yeah, to well, if not. Yeah, but they do it the same as they do it the same as the judo masters as well, and and. Um, in the age bracket, I mean, there was guys in Cyprus last year who were um, 60 to 64 years of age. And uh, they're coming out, you know, and, and, and we've all got our aches and pains. They're coming out with knees strapped up and bandages. And the impressive thing was these two guys were about 74 kilos and they came limping on the mat. And one of them won the fight with a flying armbar. <laughs> 60, 60 to 64-year-old. So he could have been anywhere, you know, 61, 62, 63-year-old. And he pulled out, like, he limped, they limped on. They looked like, you know, if you saw them bimbling around the shopping centre, you'd think, oh, poor fella, you know, he must be crippled with his knees. And as soon as they gripped up, it was like, <laughs> it's a new lease of life. Like, like a film cocoon, just a new lease of life, you know. Popping over with his flying armbar, and it was like, whoa, oh, yeah. you know. Brilliant. That's, Absolutely brilliant. That's one of the things I love about martial arts is that you, they've got age groups. So an old fella, 65-year-old, can still go and compete with another 65. That's, that's really cool. I, I really, I really like that. I really like that. I think any I think any grappling sport makes people like that. It just creates hardy people. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's like like my dad's the same because people used to joke and 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 I'm I'm flipping about a little bit. But I remember talking to a good friend of mine when I was working. Um, what one of me? I used to be a doorman years ago, and I was working with one of my friends, and he was on about his dad had been wrestling with his son. And uh, he watched him, you know, when his son was, I mean, his son's 23 now, Craig, but he was about eight at the time. That's how far back it was. And um, he was talking fondly about how his dad used to wrestle with him when he was a kid and, and like do that stupid, you know, like a like a tune that isn't really a tune, you know, they'd be like, da 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 messing about you and trying to flip you on your head and wedge you here and, and all sorts. And he said he was doing, and he said, I loved it the day because he said, I was watching my dad wrestle with, our, with my son rolling around like that and he was still doing the same tune while he was still <laughs> and I remember saying to him I said listen think yourself lucky and at the time I can't remember how old I was think yourself lucky I'm a grown man and my dad still does that to me now because <laughs> um, he was he, he always had that kind of I mean he works offshore me dad he kind of like passed your neck of the woods you know he's off Aberdeen he's worked off Aberdeen for like 34 years now 35 years so, and he was a rigger so he had that kind of workable strength as well. So when he got yeah, a yeah, yeah. you just you were going where he wanted you, you know. <laughs> For judo, he just grabs your collar, and that that was it. It wasn't coming off. <laughs> mm. um, I, I, I think I'll that's what happened with grappling sports. That with judo. Sorry, yes. I was no, no. I was going to say totally. We've got a guy that trains at our gym. That's a, a gym trainer. Eh, that's judo guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, didn't yeah. know him at all. And uh, he's officially a white belt in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> and he, he came in. It was one of the times we were training with the gi on. And he grabbed my jacket and just pinned me. Feels I just different. could do nothing. You know when you Feels roll off the mat thinking, I've just, I forgot how to jiu-jitsu today. Like, I just forgot <laughs> how to jiu-jitsu. It was just funny, that strain. What's funny, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you roll with him nogi, if you roll with Jim nogi, you just kind of do what you want with him. He's, he's good. He under, he under, you know, he can armbar and he can do bits and bobs. He, he understands, obviously, grappling. But nogi, 
he's a bit out, he's like a fish out of water. Yeah. As soon as you put, as soon as you roll with him in the gi, as he grabs your collars, he gets a, cu- a cuff and a collar. Like, oh shit! This is different. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is different. Um, it's, it's, it is. I think it's, it's amazing. It's as well. He's a, he's a he's a fireman, a strong guy. Aye. Well, that but that's the thing. I, I think a lot of the, a lot of that happened when you had that where people have come from like heavy <laughs> industries and stuff as well, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yards and then the oil rigs. And it's all it was all physical work and, and there's not yeah. a lot of that now, you know. People go to call yeah. centers and sit on the on the backsides for quite a bit, you know. I mean I can't say now I'm a teacher in a school. It's like it's not physical work where so you have to supplement your your grappling game with going to mm. the gym and doing stuff. And look at the fashion fifteen years ago it started with people swinging sledgehammers, flipping tires and, and doing manual labour looking exercises to get strong for their grappling sports and that was What's funny is um, I got uh, I got delivered yesterday. I'm just looking at it now because it's in my living room. I got delivered yesterday. Um, I got delivered to my mum and dad's house uh, a 35 kilo slam ball. Yeah. And um, my my granddad, he's actually he's a, a, from Bolton. Actually, he lives with them, so he's in his, and he got delivered to his bit. And he's saying, "What is it?" And I said, "I'll show you." So I pulled it out, and he, and he goes, "What? What did you do with that?" I said, "You just pick it up and throw it about." He's looking at it. I said, "This is just what men did for jobs." Fifty years ago, yeah. I said, now we have to, now we have to train this. I said, so if 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 in doubt, uh, if in doubt, just pick something heavy up, and move it about a bit. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's essentially. And if you, if you don't have any kit, just find a big boulder, and throw it over your shoulder a lot, and chase after it. Hundred percent can't go wrong. Yeah, hundred percent. I I used to say to people like like because when I when I had when I ran kind of grapple fit as a physical gym and 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 had it as a as a business, I, I used to say to people, you know, people used to ask about programming and. And it was dead simple. I used to say, you know, say if you did Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you did Monday, you lift, you picked, and I used to say, pick heavy shit up and put it back down. And then on Wednesday, pick slightly lighter shit up and throw it around. And then Friday, sprint somewhere really fast. And and, and I used to break it down like so you do a strength session, a power session, a conditioning day. And I said, you you won't go for, for, for general kind of training and even, even mm. health, fitness, you know, if you want to call it strength and conditioning, um, that that you wouldn't go far wrong with three sessions like that, um, mm. as long as you're being yeah. sensible. I mean, there's a little bit more to it, but generally speaking, yeah, yeah. hitting hitting three kind of those three kind of um, energy systems, if you like, and those three kind of parameters, that that's you're on the right lines in terms yeah, of where def- you want to definitely. be. Definitely, I've always said if I could only do if I if I was only allowed three training sessions a week. I would make one of them a lifting session, one of them a running session of some description, and one of them would be doing some kind of combat sport, whether I was yeah. hitting a bag or whether I was grappling or something. Definitely. That would be the three things I would do. One of you, yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not going to go far wrong at that. 100%, Chris. Um, yeah, you're right. It's, it's, um, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, it, obviously you, it's it's an ideal world question, isn't it? Like, what, you, what would be your go-to thing? But there's nothing like trying to pick up and throw or straighten somebody's arm who doesn't want you to pick them up or throw them or straighten their arm. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, that's, that's what, the key what, thing, isn't it? What we've said on here quite a lot now is uh, speaking to people is if you, leave, if you leave two young kids in a room together, they generally end up wrestling. Yeah. Because <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's, what, that's what little boys do. Do you know what I mean? I, I suppose some, some little girls as well, but uh, yeah. little boys will always, you know, if you, you know I, I know I did and I'm sure you do the same and you know, I've had older I, cousins or whatever. You, you just ended up wrestling. Mm-hmm. Just end yeah. up wrestling before you knew how to wrestle. So it's a kind of natural thing for for guys uh, for guys to do. Um, yeah, so it's cool no, when you it's cool, it's cool when you get older and discover there's martial arts that actually are 
grappling. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> pretty cool. That's the thing, isn't it? I, I always like I like that because I think in terms of, you know, I, I look back sometimes and I wish I knew kind of as a kid, I wish I'd stuck with it through my teens as well. But I've done other things, so I, so it's given us a grounded in other aspects as well. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I, I can't look back and see I, I, I regret it, but I, if I'd stuck with it throughout my teens the, as well. I think, the, you know. the, the thing is as well, is, so we would, we would, me and Ali would probably the same thing as, as me and say, I wish I found jujitsu when I was 12 year old and now, you know, you'd be, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. A coral belt, or whatever you'd be by this point. But, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing is, is, it wasn't it wasn't popular. You know, I, I'm not I, I'm not 100 percent certain on when Sambo started to gain some popularity. But you know, Jiu-Jitsu didn't get popular until 1994. I said. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, there wasn't as many. You know, there wasn't everywhere where we are now. There's a Jiu-Jitsu club. Oh, you know, there's a lot of judo clubs as well. Mm. There wasn't at that many. 20 years ago, whereas now they're becoming more popular. So, you know, in, in another 20 years' time, they'll probably be more popular. So, you can only go with what you had at the time. Of course, there wasn't yeah, a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. What can you do? Totally. That's, yeah, it's, you know I mean? it's like you were saying as well, Barry, about the kung fu that you got into. I was discouraged from that by my dad because my old man was in the navy and he cross trained with the Royal Marines a lot, and they used to do unarmed combat, yeah. which is essentially a form of grappling. You know, it's throws, it's disarms in the yeah. extreme. And he always said, all that flashy stuff doesn't work. What you want to learn to do is throw someone and punch them in the throat. Yeah. And that's not what you get taught in karate and recite sort of stuff. And yeah. There was, there was nothing else out there until you turned 18, 19 and could then, you know, join the forces and learn all how to throw someone and punch them in the throat other than on the mean streets of Recife. One of the things that helps as well is... Um, uh, you know, years ago, you know, when, when, when we're all we're all old enough to remember the world without the internet, but now you can just Google a gym and there'll be something. And crucially, you can figure out who's full of shit because you yeah. know, years ago there'd be a lot of people who were teaching you stuff mm. and people would go and fall for it and go, "No, this works." Uh, but now that's uh, not really possible. Do you know? You you, do you know you, st you you hit a good point there because you still see that and like you talk about the popularity of sambo and I, and we're still the British Sambo Federation and the coaches in there trying to build up the popularity and it's getting there. It is getting there a little bit, but it's not. It's nowhere near as popular as judo or BJJ now as well. But uh, what amazes me is and and there's an account on Instagram. Um, oh God! Uh, oh, it's McDojo. 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 Right? Yeah. 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 Well, that, I mean that guy's absolutely fantastic. But out and people. But the thing, and and I love some of the stuff that he puts out. But you know what's what really resonates with me is. These guys' classes and seminars are packed. Yeah, no. and and I, and I and I'm like, you know, to me, I don't, I, I think I'm a, I think I'm a reasonable coach. You know, I think I can put things across to people quite well. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't know if it's if if people don't. And I've had conversations with other coaches about this, and I don't know if people don't like the you know because jits is hard, judo's hard, sambo. Yeah, yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know if they don't, if they don't like the. The it's, the people who, it's the people who are looking for a magic diet pill. That's who it yeah. is. Yes. Yeah. They, don't, they don't really want to do, you know, getting your ass kicked for three years before you start to be able to hold your own. They just yeah. want to be able to go in and somebody will say, no, no, if you just settle your chi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This is, you know what I mean? That's what they It's the guy's I mean, looking it is, for a diet it's, pill. It's bizarre because yeah. I, I even, but you even see places like, you even see um, Krav Maga coaches doing that. And, I, and I'm not reading on, on, on Krav as such because i do think a lot of a lot of a lot of combat sports it's it and martial arts if you want to call them that 
is the it's it's the the person doing it rather than the art itself, yeah. depending on how effective it is. Yeah, and, and, and I've got a, a good friend of mine's testimony to that because because karate tends to get a little bit of a bad rep in, and it gets lumped in with the McDojo stuff. But a, a pal of mine is like uh, he's a six dan and he's a he's a police officer now. He was a doorman years ago, um, and he was one of the most effective people I'd ever seen. And, and his karate was dead basic, but his teaching's quite traditional. He, he, he's all he could almost he could make it in Japan. He's that traditionalist about it. He, he hates the whole idea of of how they've gone. Uh, you know, with the pattern and the safety, health and safety means now to my mate Ed. You know, it's one of those things. Where you're, just, <laughs> ah, you're just protecting the young ones, though, Ed. And he's like, no, no, you should, you should do it like we did on basketball courts. No mats, none of that. You know, foot full on foot sweeps and stuff like that. But he's very traditional in it. But he's a he's he's a guy who has took the basics from his art and can apply it to personal settings, sports settings, mm. personal safety settings. And I think it is, you know, it is the. It's the person behind it looking at the application to a degree. So, I, I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of like, there's always this debate about what's more effective and what, you know. The, I think the thing is, rap, the thing is, uh, comes down to it all, really. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, well, with a lot of these martial arts, is, I mean, essentially, if they're all doing, you know, if, if it gets, it doesn't really matter what it is, if they're, not, if they're not harming anybody by being ridiculous, you know, like the McDojo life stuff. So if people are coming into a gym, they're getting a little bit fitter, they're in a nice community where they're, they're making friends and stuff, they're learning something which has got some kind of importance. It doesn't really matter if it, it would be the most effective in the MMA. If they're all having a nice time, you know, it's, it's when you get the McDojo Live guys yeah. coming in and they're doing it. The, this is how you stop somebody shooting you. And you go, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Please yeah. never do that. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, somebody's doing, you know, whatever it is. You know, you, because you mentioned karate, you know, sometimes people think it's a bit... But... It will be effective, you know. It might not be as effective as a guy who's, you know, very good at sambo, or a guy who's very good at judo, or a guy who's very good at jiu-jitsu. But within its own format and its own setting, yeah, if you're good yeah, at yeah. it, you will, you will yeah. be good at it. And if you're getting fit and having fun with your friends, that can only possibly be good. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah. It can only be good. I, so I always wonder with those with those McDojo life gyms. I presume people like us walk in for the first class and go, <laughs> okay, I'm never coming back. Because surely the people that go and get it up at the seminars, they must be like brainwashed. It must be a cult. Yeah, must, but you, you know, you know, you to, know to avoid is, it, like you're saying, Chris, with the chi, like I'll, I'll direct the chi and you'll fall over. But those guys, those guys would have ended up in Scientology if they had just found Scientology first. <laughs> yeah. Do you know yes. what I mean? Because they're just yeah, people yeah, totally. who... Or in the you Manson know, family. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. They're just a cult. It's just that's what yeah. they've found. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's like it's like when people say, you know, um, you, you know, whatever. Somebody says, oh, you, you know, you, you're addicted to training. All you do is want to go to the gym, and you go, yeah, but all you do is watch EastEnders. So we're all addicted to something. It's just what you know. It's the same yeah. thing. They yeah, just totally. they're just they're morons who have found McDojo life, whereas in another life they might have found Scientology or aye, you know aye. name something else or you know the Manson clan you know that's, that's all it is it so, is it's, just, it's, just for it's any bizarre. listeners other pseudo religions are available at every good <laughs> well I mean I, 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 have, I have to I have to stop everything right now because Ali's mentioned this do you or do you not do the this, this Star Wars thing to get a day off work a million percent yes <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but that's not a McDojo pseudo religion. That's real. It's yeah. not a real religion. Of course it is. Star Wars. Star Wars is not a real religion. No, Star Wars isn't. But being a Jedi is, so you get May the Fourth as a religious holiday oh every year. Oh my God! And because of religious observance rules, your employer can't argue against it. Do you see what I'm working with here? Do you see what I'm working with here, Barry? Jesus Christ! 
Hey, do you know what though? I might try this. I know. I'm trying to work in. I'm trying to work in May the fifth for Revenge of the Fifth, so I get a Tuesday holiday. Like, <laughs> at the box today. Oh man, that's a good idea. I like that. Oh, Jesus, the path works every time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it does. It baffles me that how the, how they you see them doing seminars and they're absolutely heathen. Mm. What are you doing? You know, and and I mean, I love the videos where they get outed. That's that's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. You know, where like a chi master takes on like an amateur MMA fighter and gets his lips smacked off. That's just that's just the best yeah. ever. The Chinese yeah. one was good. Did you see the Chinese one? There was a Chinese one, and it was like, what, what was the guy now? The guy was like a. a it was Tai Chi Quang Master or something, eh? Something like that, and he fought a young, just a novice MMA fighter, and you know, there was everybody was there, and it was a big set to watch this Chinese, you know, master do his walking this young upstart MMA fighter. <laughs> the, the MMA guy just double-legged them and beat the shit out of them for 20 <laughs> seconds. And then they all had to pull them off. And then, they, you know, and then the guy who won, the MMA guy, had to go into hiding. Because they're really? all like this. You, yeah, you have shamed our national sport. And all this kind of, oh, it's crazy. There's a video of it on YouTube someplace. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It turned, like, it turned out his uh, chi shield was no good against a blast double-leg. <laughs> <laughs> Which, who knew? Yeah, <laughs> I know, amazing. I know. Well, if you, uh, I don't know if you remember, there, there was a one that, that the, the famous guy in America. Um, I don't even want to reckon, mention his name because he's. A, a, I don't know. It feels like we're acknowledging him. But um, grey-headed guy, the kind of fat, the kind of fat guy, the grey hair. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the one. Yeah, he. I don't even want to mention his name to give him any credence, really. But he's. <laughs> he he was talking, and and somebody. I think that there was like a, a documentary went over there. TV show went over and and, and tested his theory out, and when it didn't work on one of the guys that had walked in as the experiment, uh, he actually said, well, he must have been standing with his weight on his middle toes rather than his big toes. And if he has his tongue in the roof of his mouth, then he's, it's not going to work on him. I was like, what, what's that about? <laughs> so he, he had like a list of excuses as to why this G knockout, no touch knockout, wouldn't work on him. And it was something to do with the physical <clears throat> tongue in his mouth and where his toes were. <laughs> oh, God. I wonder how much, I wonder how much those guys who are, who are trying to sell this bullshit. I wonder how much they've lied to themselves over the years that they probably start to believe their own bullshit. You know, yeah. in their head, they just, they've yeah. told lies so often that, that they just believe that is the truth now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I suppose if they've, enough, if they've got enough followers as well, blowing smoke that's all you need. Their ass on a regular basis, yeah, that's, yeah. Gonna, that's all you need. Because everybody, it. you know, like, um, you know, like, uh, you know, people, you know, everybody wants to belong to something. So if somebody belongs to this, fucking chi club they're just going to believe the leader you know that's how it works yeah and that's a, I mean, that's essentially what religion is isn't it it's just you know you want to believe to this thing so badly you want to be in this club that you just believe it and then just you know, before yeah. you know it you're in mcdojo life getting double legged by a fucking <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah um, so i mean it seems, it seems it seems hilarious but you could see how people you know how, how they could end up falling for that stuff um, yeah I mean, you know, there's always going to be people. There's always going to be people that are, whatever you know, weak or gullible or susceptible to that. And I think the type of people that run that exploit it as well, like you're saying, yeah. like cult leader almost. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, you, we walk in and they go, I don't think it's right for you. Like, you know, what <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're almost discouraged to go away because we'll call out the bullshit. But yeah. someone else comes in, and they go, yeah, you're you're coming to the fold. Yeah, it's almost like you know, like Charlie Manson in the family. 
Yeah. Well, well, it is. I mean, I know we, we, we're talking quite lightheartedly about it, but to be fair, on a serious level, you you look at these people, they're sending people out with potentially false confidence, aren't they? You know, it's like, yeah. it's like Joe, Joe Rogan always says it really well when you get Joe Rogan on about it, and he says anybody that does jiu-jitsu, you know, judo, sambo, muay thai, you know, and you get into a tussle with them, chances are they're going to beat the shit out of you, regardless, you know. And yeah. You can argue that it's a sport, yeah, and the training, sport and conditions, but it translates very well, and it translates a lot more than doing the old air chi ball at somebody, doesn't yeah. it? It's like it's, it and, but they're giving people false hope, and I think, you know, that, that's, that's, the, that's the bad side of it, you know, because it's entertaining yeah. to watch. I mean, it's going to get yeah. me wrong. I've loved that's hilarious. Hilarious. Instagram. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> but but it's, on some level, I think he's doing a great job in outing these people if it affects their gyms, which it yeah. should do. 100%. You know? I guess yeah. anyway, you know, but I, I just I have a big because I'm because and you probably you guys are probably the same, but I've coached for a long time different things and I've and and um and I, I do think quite strongly that if you're telling somebody that something works outside, then you know you've got to be able to kind of justify that or back that up on a on a on a moral level and a legal level. Mm. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah. I don't see any of that, you know. Uh, so oh, so I, yeah. as much as I do love to take the piss out of them. It's kind of like there is a serious element, right? Because if if one yeah. of my kids had decided to go and enrol in a class with these idiots, thankfully I'd be able to say no, you're not training there. How I mean, yeah. you know, But but how many people can't? How many people buy into it and think, oh, you know, they're going to be safe when they're walking around the city centre. They're not going to get the shit kicked out of them in Sunderland or Newcastle or you know. <laughs> 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 you get yeah, fucking absolutely. False hope, isn't it? Really, it's just yeah. uh, you know, yeah. confidence. Get, right. get hip tossed and armbar and wonder what the fuck happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think the only difference is, I think the only difference is we know that jiu-jitsu wouldn't work in the streets because I would just stand up. It wouldn't work on me, I'd just stand up. I also love the argument about uh, the eye gouge as well. Well, when he tries to strangle me, I'll just poke him in the eyes and say, yeah, but he can do that as well. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be thinking about that because you'll be wondering where your next breath's coming from. What are you yeah. talking about? You know, I'm just Pokemon now. It's just stupid, isn't it? You know, like, yeah. it's always amazing. I, I, one of the, one of my favorite favorite things in the world to do is when I end up going, you know, when you're lying in the bath or whatever, and yeah, something comes up on Facebook or YouTube, and it's like a, a fight video, and you watch these fights, and it's like, why do you think that you can fight? Like, what <laughs> happened here that you think like? If you walk into any any gym of any martial art or you know any combat sport, you are going to get you would get, you know some of these guys you know the football casual ones are the worst you know yeah. there, was, there, was a, yes. there was a funny there was a funny one when it was like Hibbs and Kalmarnik or some shit and they were fighting and you're watching you going I would put in a 14 year old jiu-jitsu player a girl a 14 year old girl against you and she would rag the lollies it's hilarious <laughs> doing all this stuff and not punching anything what the fuck. It's just that made a lot. It's, it's so funny that these people actually think they, they have a chance in a fight with somebody who can actually fight. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's what bizarre. What are you it? doing? What are you doing? Where are you getting this false sense of confidence? Well, yeah, probably the, the false sense of confidence, yeah, confidence is probably <laughs> al- alcohol and uh, class A narcotics, I would imagine. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I would guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, man? So, it is totally so, so funny. Um, it is, it's crazy, isn't it? Like I don't, I don't know what, and I, I like those as well. I, I like those more than the McDojo ones. To be fair, there's some, yeah. there's some absolute prize, like 
surprise people out there who do think, you know, like a couple of beers and it turns them into like Mike Tyson and you think, yeah. well, be joking. What are you doing? Talking, about, talking, talking, <laughs> talking about that. Have you seen the have you seen the videos of, of, of Mike? Graham? Yes, I have. I. Yeah. Uh, no, it's one of those things where I, you know. The, actually, the best person that I'd seen putting up was um, higher level. Is uh, higher level the, MMA, the, yeah. the, the, the real it's like the best, like the top MMA gym in Scotland by quite a long way. Uh-huh. Um, and they had put a post up, and they were just you know because everybody was sharing this video saying, "Iron Mike looks amazing, unbelievable, it's frightening." You go, listen, I watched his last fight 15 years ago with Kevin McBride when he was slumped onto the canvas, and he asked the referee to pull him up. Mike Tyson is shot. He might look good hitting pads. But when something comes back at him, it's, you don't get better with age, unfortunately. No, no. <laughs> it's different. No. It's, it's different. You you bang on like a, a good friend of mine. Well, a couple of mates of mine have shared it, and they've said the same because they boxed, and they've said the mm. same. It's like, yeah, he looks great, and he should keep that up for fitness, and he could coach because he's moving mm. well. But it's a different story getting hit, especially yeah. at that age. I mean, Jesus, just, age. if he hits somebody, Christ. But if he's going in against heavyweights, because I, I saw some guy, one guy shared it on my Facebook. I didn't know him very well, and he shared it and said he'll go through the heavyweight division. And I thought he won't. He like no, he won't. He'll not have the legs. And I and I, I yeah. hate saying it because I love Tyson. I, Tyson I, everybody loves Tyson. Yeah, yeah, but he won't. Totally. Yeah, that's it. And he was he was so he, he was he was a he was a phenomenon at the time. But as you say. 50, what is he, 53 now? 54? 53, yeah, yeah, yeah. 53, uh, yeah. You know, you could, with the best in the world, you can't do what you could do when you're in your nope. 20s, even nope. your early 30s. You just can't. No. You can't. So, it's, you know, I'd be like, um, you know, because you're a Sambo guy, it's like talking about, um, you know, when you watch Fedor now, when you watch yeah. Fedor now and you, you look at him and you just think, this guy this guy was the scariest man on the planet at one point. Uh, He's, he looks... Just done. Just he just done. And in terms of fight, fighting years, he's just an old man. He just he has not a lot left, and you know there's not a lot left to give. Um, I think to think that he could he can compete with the, the top guys now in MMA is that's that's the, that's the issue. I think so. the all we're probably all guilty of fighting too long. I think and you know you, you always think yeah. of one more, one more. But at least with like with Sambo that it offers the masters division, so you can kind of yeah. go and See, there's definitely an understanding between master athletes because everybody's got the same kind of issues. Yes, you know, if Fedor was to just go back to doing Sambo competitions, you'd say, Oh, that's cool. That's you know, it's pretty cool of him. Yeah. But for yeah. MMA, you know, you know, like Mike, if Mike wanted to do some if Mike wants to fight Evander Holyfield in a charity bout. I mean, if they want to do that to raise money, let them do it. I don't think they should do it. But any talk of them fighting anybody serious, you go, uh, no. Yeah. No, I'm my afraid mate, not. My, my mate messaged me last night, actually. He was talking about it. He said, have you seen the video? Because we're both big Tyson fans. We went to Hamden to see him fight when he fought back in... Oh, probably about 2000 now, yeah. Um, me and my mate went. Because we're big Tyson fans. We're the same age as I'm 42. So that's kind of, we're all in a similar age band when we all love Mike Tyson. And he messaged me all excited, and I was like, "But it's it's easier to look good on the pads than it is in yeah. a fight, as we've all said." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, but George Foreman won the title when he was forty-four or whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, but the guys he was fighting at that time weren't the Anthony Joshuas, the George there's also, big, there's, there's also a big difference between forty-four and fifty-three. 
Uh, which yes. is what I said. You're talking another 10 years plus yeah. everything else you know? on top of that. But it's you the know, wear and tear. So, you know, it's, you've got to think it's not even the chronology of the years, but it's the wear and tear. And I, I remember uh, I, I, it was, I can't remember, it was a documentary or something and there was a guy talking and he said he'd been told by, he'd had like knee replacements and God knows what, he used to wrestle. And he'd said he'd been told by like a Harley Street surgeon. And again, you, you know, you know how, how true it could be. But in terms of your uh, your age, whatever, every year that you're in, and he'd said he'd said a grappling game. But I think any combat sport, but every year you're in, he said the grappling game, your, your ligaments and your tendons and your bones age about five to seven years. It's a bit like dog years. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wonderful. That's that's how he that's how he put it across, and that's got to be the same. Because and as you quite rightly say, yeah. Chris, the difference between forty three and fifty three. Is is still massive, huge, yeah, massive difference. It's um, I, I don't want, and you know, like you know, everybody sort of round about our age would say you know, they were big Mike because Mike Tyson was a phenomenal guy when he, you know, he was just a freak, yeah. and everybody's a huge Tyson. If you like fighting, you like Mike Tyson. Like like if you like fighting, you like Bruce Lee. I I don't. There's no part of me wants to see him in a ring again. No, it's, no, it's, it's sad because he might have. He might have, so if they said, you know, next week we're going to have Mike Tyson versus Anthony Joshua, it would sell enormous amounts of tickets and pay-per-views. If Mike Tyson, you know, went, I've got two rounds in me to knock him out, he might have six minutes in him where he could go and do something. But I doubt it, because as soon as things start coming back, it's not going to end. You you don't get better with age. And that's the the reality, you know. It's reality, and, and, and it, like Ali said as well, you can look, it's easy to look good on the pads. And I mean, mm. let's be fair, he looked fantastic on the pads. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah. but, but to put him against, like, you know, it, it, it isn't, you can't beat time. And, and not only that, from, in, from that point of view as well, that sport... Your ability to recover from punches doesn't help. And yeah. Not long ago, yeah. you might remember not long ago, Nigel Benn had put some footage on of hitting pads. And yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, I thought the same then. You know, it's like you were great. Don't ruin like a great legacy. Yeah. And and put yourself at risk. You know, health wise yeah. as well, because it's because yeah. that's a big thing. You know. Yeah. You even look at it with people and like, because look at that Chuck Liddell when he came back there, started yeah. this year, oh, maybe the tail end yeah. of last, and he fought Tito Ortiz, and he just that looked was, like. An old punch drunk man, and I mean, he's only yeah. I think he's only maybe 44, 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's again I, near I our see, age, and I he just looked awful. I seen him shadow boxing about three weeks out uh, from the fight, and he had those uh, the little egg things and you know, little hand weights, and he was shadow yeah, boxing. Yeah. And if somebody had said, if somebody had said, Oh, this is a, this is a, a, a new guy coming up, you would say, He's got a lot of work to do, but he was chuckling down, and he was just done. He just go, Oh, please. Please don't do this. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a grown man, and you know, none of us are in the business to tell Chuck Liddell or Mike Tyson what to do with a cell. But no, no, you know, no. They, they, you know, they should they should have people around about them to say some, this is some not kind a good of idea. Boxing, some kind of boxing board of control should be saying like no. they should be. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's something, that, something I, that we'd want to see from a, from a sports point of view, and and, and and as somebody that competes still, you don't want to see people get hurt or you know. Yeah. That, yeah. that sport in itself, they're, they're still dangerous people. So they're still yes. capable, they're still dangerous. So, mm. the, you know, the, 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 the kind of propensity for injury is massive. Like, serious injury is massive. Yeah. 
So you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see it happen at, at all. And you, and you, and, and what, what's what's terrifying is if Mike Tyson comes back and does an exhibition against, I, I don't even know somebody who's not long retired. So uh, I even think of a name, uh, you know, whoever, somebody who's not long retired, maybe retired five years ago, and he comes back and looks spectacular. There will be a clamour for him. Yeah, to have a big fight, and you go no, 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 no. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, there might well be a, there might well be a, a, you know, a justification to have a masters league. I don't want, I don't think anybody should be getting hit, especially with, you know, like we're saying jiu-jitsu, judo, sambo. If you've got a masters league, that's cool. When you're getting hit in the head, it's a different thing. I don't. Well, think, but if there was a masters league and they want to do it, they don't do. Well, you, you're saying that they don't do combat sambo in masters now. They've never, no, they've never. It's, it's, in Masters Sambo, it's literally sports Sambo. Obviously, there's the two branches: there's combat Sambo, right. and sports Sambo. But there's only um, there's only sports Sambo in the Masters. So that says a lot, you know. You're avoiding yeah. strikes there. You shouldn't get hit in the head. So it's cool. It's cool that you can just do um, a competition when yeah. you know, because we're all. I mean, I, I can enter. I'm, I'm 35, so I can enter Masters competitions in Jiu-Jitsu, but I'm still in an adults because. I'm stubborn and I don't want to accept I'm getting older. But um <laughs> you know, we could all end up we could all end up we could all end up um I'd rather I'd rather I'd rather lose I'd rather lose to a twenty two year old and you know beat a beat a thirty nine year old. Um but in my in, in my head. Um, but uh, so I like I say it's really cool that you can do that, but when it comes comes to getting hit in the head, uh, let's yeah. let's well, let's you, stop you, it. Your recovery's not the same, you know, as you yeah. are with your twenties. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just not. I suppose it's the problem not. is, like, like you were saying, Chris, if he comes back and if he looks spectacular, he looks good. There's, yeah. there's going to be a promoter out there that just sees uh, dollar signs, and well, that's the big problem. Hundred percent. Let's not, let's not forget that when he's hitting the pads just now, do any of us think that he's um, natural, or do you think he's on the old uh, secret <laughs> sauce? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know what I mean. There's everywhere. Oh, a winter drug, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everywhere you go, I think like he he would he would the, the temptation would be too great. I think he, yeah. would, he would be. I think you know I wouldn't like yeah. to it. It's it's you know I think, but it's widespread, isn't it? And and um, yeah, yeah. You, you look at some of them now and you think, how would you maintain that? <laughs> Yeah, um, I wonder yeah, if you wonder yeah, yeah. if he's even on semi-legal. Is he on the old TRT? Yeah, you know? yeah Joe yeah. Rogan and those guys. They turn fifty in America. You get your doc, pay your doctor fifteen hundred dollars, and you get TRT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sounds yeah. pretty good. And to be fair, to be, to be completely fair. If I get to fifty years old and I can't train anymore, and just a bit, ugh, and somebody said oh, we can get you some testosterone, why would if, why wouldn't you take it? Oh, you know, yeah. if you're not if you're, if you're not competing, you know, if you're not trying to kill anybody in competition, you just Training for the fun of it. Why wouldn't you? Why, why wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? If it's just to get you to go to the gym. I think when you look at it like that, I mean, years when I was a kid and I was coming in like my late teens, it was always a no, no. It was under the counter in gyms, and now it's massively widespread. You know, like when you yeah. see, that. and it's, yeah. it's something. It's something I've never done. I've never. I've never bothered with. And and you can tell when I take my shirt off because I look a clip. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Same here. And I like I like I like the food too much for any kind of diet discipline, you know. And, yeah. But ultimately, as you get older, you can see the temptation being there. And I, and I know a few yeah. guys that have that have done it as they've got older for that reason, Chris, to to, to prolong yeah. their training or to help their training. Yeah. You know, hey, fair play. It's as you see. If it, you're not, 
they're adults and they're I, not hurting people. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I would never condone it in competition, whatever the competition would be. You know, if it, you know, combat competition, jujitsu, yeah. sambo, judo, any of that, I wouldn't come, come to it. But if you're just a, a guy who's getting old and your aches and pains and you, you can't recover, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you know I mean, why wouldn't you? You're not hurting anybody. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm terrified of needles. I don't have any tattoos or anything. So I don't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. I, my, my, my needle uh, fear is so bad that when I got fillings, I didn't get the injection to numb my gums. Oh. <laughs> so they drilled, my, they drilled my teeth out. I could feel everything. That's how I, I don't like needles at all. Oh, shit. I would have had to still have a needle. So oh, I would nice. be, I'd be terrible at taking steroids. <laughs> we were talking, uh, I'd be the same. We were talking on an earlier, we had Ian Mackey on one of our podcasts, episode four. Uh, he was the Olympic sprinter, went out to Atlanta, uh, made it to the 100 metres Olympic sprint final, uh, semi-final, sorry. And we were talking about PEDS and sprinting because obviously in athletics, PEDS are pretty well widespread. Yeah. And Ian said a great point, eh, Chris? He said, apart from everything else, taking everything else aside about health risks, and he said, he thought the guys that were juicing, how did they lie at three o'clock in the morning in their bed? What does the little voice in their head say about how successful they were? Whereas yeah. Ian, who was totally clean, he can say, hand on heart, when he goes to sleep, if he that little voice that wakes you up at three in the morning it's, wasn't it's saying, have, did you make have, it you to, because of? Yeah, you have to, you have to, you know, you have to look at your kids, and you know, your kids are really, maybe really proud of you, and you have to say to them. Uh, yeah, that's all course, fake. Well, you know course. what I mean? That's uh, heartbreaking. I think. Well, that's that's always been the thing, and and, and that's always like me, me. Dad never took it. He was always that kind of, and he's he was naturally a big fella, and 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 I kind of followed suit as well. But he, to me, I I think it's it's it's. I would rather do it without. Yeah. And and get as far as I have. I haven't. And don't get me wrong. I haven't got very far. I don't think I have. I don't think I've. You know. But I, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. I enjoy competing. Um, and I can see, and as you say, hand on heart, I can go. Yeah, I did that. I trained, and I trained. Uh, it's more. Um, <laughs> I, else. I think it's more. I think it's more for people when there's money involved. You know, if there's, yeah. there's big money involved. Yeah. As long as there's money involved, there will be cheating involved. And well, and potentially everybody else. If if everybody else around you in your environment is doing it, you know, yeah. Yeah. there is the, there's the pressure there as well. I think, yeah. you know, I think it's massively widespread. And like a, a friend of mine, Mike Lengs, a nutritionist from uh, from down in Stockton. And he he used to say that he wants to see like clean divisions. But he also says there should be another division where they can take as much steroids as they want. And you can have like an incredible Hulk and abomination type yeah. kind of fight, you know, where they just well, get as is, big as you want. And just, this, is, this, is the, this is the thing, because it's quite funny, like, you know, because we just mentioned the 100 metres. No, nobody wants to see the Olympic 100 metre final being running 10 0 5. Yeah. People want to see people try to beat Usain Bolt. You know, they, you know, they yeah. want to see, you know, can I do a 9 3? You know, that's what people want to see. So. Yeah, but then, but then, if you, if you do that, who who wants to watch natural? You know, it's like it's like watching um, you know, the world's strongest man, and then going and watching like a natural strongman competition. You go, I don't <laughs> want to watch this bullshit. I want to see a man lifting a thousand kilos. You yes. know, I mean, nobody cares about. He dead he deadlifts three fifty, but he's clean. Everybody goes, oh, I don't care. But that's outrageous. But because yeah. you know, you know, half you know, half Thor Beyonce just done the five hundred one. Yes. You know, Nobody, nobody in the world is going to tell me that he's clean. So you know, the <laughs> no, guy who's no. the guy who's clean. You know, it's actually funny because you you know he's he's fighting Eddie Hall. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I seen him. I said it. I think I said it to Ali yesterday. Ah, you did so, say uh, that. Half, 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 half the half the on the pads, and it's one of those things where you go, 
Okay, so I know he's an elite athlete, and he's got that elite athlete mentality of working fucking hard. Yeah. He has got a long, long, <laughs> long, long way to go. Like, yeah. uh, you, you watch it and you go, Oof. I don't know who he's going to fight. Do you know what? Well, I, 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 I saw that, and, I, and, I, and like, I, I, thought, I thought the same. And then I thought, you know what, though? He's got a year, and, and it's not like he's going in with... No. An already established, but he's going in with Eddie Hall. Yeah, yeah Eddie Hall. So, yeah. so they're both kind of at the same yeah, level. Yeah. And I thought, well, fair play. If you raise a bit of money, and you, I mean, it depends what you're doing with it and stuff. Because, like, you all remember when Pudzianowski moved into MMA. Yeah, yeah, MMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. he was awful, you know. And he was trying to yeah. compete with established MMA fighters. Where I suppose at least to give Fasto yeah. a little bit of credit, it was he's, he's with Eddie Hall. So the two of them are on a journey together. So it's a bit like a white collar kind of setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, well, he, like I say, he has a year, and he, you know, is absolutely terrible just now. But he, like I say, he has that elite athlete mentality where he yeah. will improve, and he, he, you know, he's going to work hard for a year. Yeah, the only yeah. thing is, it, I've seen, I've seen. I, I come from a, a boxing background. That's my, that's what my background was. Right. So I've seen Eddie Hall hitting pads before, and Eddie had been training for. A little well, and he's not man. You don't you don't look at him and go, he's good. But you look at him and you go, he's a lot better than half you. A lot better. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I haven't I haven't seen Eddie Hall on them, so I don't, I don't um, know. Like, like, uh, <laughs> he, he, you know, he's a lot better than half you. So, so he might be in trouble then. He <laughs> might yeah, be, and you know, yeah, too big. The other boys, thing is. Know. The other thing we're we're all discounting here is we could see two thousand what twenty twenty one we could see Hathor versus Mike Tyson in a three round special. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would only tune into that if they were going to let Hathor do like a bit of Game of Thrones kind of try. Oh, yeah. Then I, I would watch that. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah. If you can score oh, somebody, it's the real. We could have a if it, triple threat match. It, triple threat match. Throw Eddie and fight if, if they made it, if they made it, Hathor Beyonson. And Evander Holyfield versus uh, Eddie Hall <laughs> and Mike Tyson and a tag team and a tag team match. Steel chairs are optional. Steel chairs are optional. That would only happen in Russia. That wouldn't it? Just uh, it would happen in Russia. It would oh, happen in Russia. Oh, it's quite funny because <laughs> that's um, that's where uh, Sambo was a uh, was that a Russian military sort of fighting combat sport. Yeah. So, because and I, I read something. I read something. Now, what what does Sambo actually stand for? It's something outrageous, isn't it? It's an acronym. Yes. It, it, so, yeah. so Sambo is like a. And I'm gonna. And I apologise to anybody Russian that's watching this, and any of my Russian friends on Facebook. I do apologise. It's Sambo Zashda Bez Orugia is the full title. So Sambo is basically an acronym of that. It's like a shortened yeah. acronym of that. Um, and it, but it stands for self defence without weapons. That's what it was for. It, so it was designed. For, for combat and for battlefield kind of um, uh, battlefield encounters, so the the uh, the scoring system still mimics that a little bit. Because if okay. I like, uh, you're familiar with judo and the ippon score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so in judo, if I throw you flat on your back and land on top of you, that's ippon. If I throw you and stay standing, that's ippon. In judo, that's how it works. In sambo, I only get what they call a total victory if I remain standing. So I have to do like a clear throw. I have to throw you and stay standing for that to end the fight. Because the theory behind that is I could either shoot you or kick you in the head and that will be the fight over. That's, right, the, that's okay. the battlefield application. So in, in terms of if I throw you flat on your back in Sambo and land on top of you, then I have to pin you. 
Um, and that's where, you, because it's seen that you would be, it wouldn't be a total dominance, but I'm, I'm in a better position and I can kind of hold you there and pin you. And you can get various, you know, if you pin for 10 seconds, you get two points. If you pin for 20 seconds, you get four points. And if you're mm -hmm. eight points clear in a match at any point, then you win outright. Okay. Um, okay. So there's a few ways you can score. And obviously your submissions end the fight straight away. Um, but that's where the scoring differs to judo because it has to, for a total victory, I have to still be standing over my opponent because that's the theory behind it in terms of like a real combat um, setting, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. It does make sense. So uh, what, um, sorry, what, what did them, so did, I take it, did the Russians just have a look at things and go, we like this part of judo? We're like this part of you know wrestling, this part of you know whatever, well, and you, just kind of go. It's just yeah, make your own thing. If you think they took they took aspects of judo, wrestling, jujitsu as it was at the time, but also if you look at all their little indigenous styles of wrestling around Georgia, Kazakhstan, places like that, you've got Koresh, Chidaoba, uh, mm. you've got the Mongolian wrestling. They took aspects of all of that. And added that in as well. So you've got a lot of belt dominant techniques, uh, some big like dustbin type throws. All of those come from the indigenous kind of ex-Soviet state wrestling, folk wrestling. Yeah. You know, um, that's where they came from. So that so they mixed, mixed everything, and it was as you say the best of everything into into what is now known as sambo. You know, so it's, it's a good, it's a very very solid background then for for getting into MMA. Massively so. I mean, especially yeah. obviously combat. Well, combat sambo is literally MMA with a jacket. Uh, plus, your yeah, head. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's the most Russian shit ever. <laughs> well, yeah. well, to be fair, I was going to say it's the most Scottish shit ever. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. It's like, it's like a natural thing for you, lot, isn't it? You should, uh, should be great at it. <laughs> excuse me, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your jacket and headbutt you. <laughs> you're laughing about it. That's pretty much how you see them working. It's great. It's, honestly, it's. I've, oh, I've seen guys win finals, win world finals with a headbutt. You know, it's, <laughs> it's 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 a bizarre thing in a sporting contest. But it's obviously you've got the head guard on, but it's, mm. it's still like a fight ender. They're, they're out. You know, people are out cold with it. It's it's and it, and I, I think it's it's a great gateway into MMA if you wanted to go down that route. But I also think as an all-round art for kind of looking after yourself and self-protection yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it offers everything you know it's, it's fighting because you, know, yeah. you know you could stay with um, you could stay with either jiu-jitsu or judo you know if, if you're talking about the pure art they're not really fighting whereas yeah. you know maybe maybe uh, sambo is more about being aggressive and yeah fucking, it's, it's fighting it's hard you know judo and jiu-jitsu you could say well you know you know jiu-jitsu is meant to be you know the, gent the gentle art well, so yeah, Sam was more about was being the fucking way, aggressive. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, maybe Sam was more about fighting. Better, better I mean, use for the pubs. The well, the, <laughs> well the, scoring, <laughs> the scoring system tends to favour more aggression as well than, yeah. than judo, certainly. But I do, I mean, to be fair, I've never understood how people can say judo and jiu-jitsu are the gentle arts because they're not. Like, it's never felt gentle to me. It's cutting no, my no, ears, no. it's broke me fingers, yeah. it's knacked me back, it's knacked me knees. So it's not, there's nothing, there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot that's gentle about it. But Sambo's probably a bit more uncivilised, if you like, if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I don't mean yeah. that in a negative way towards it, you know, but, but mm -hmm. it's, it's a bit more brutal and a bit more aggressive, you know. The thing is about fighting, you know, if you're fighting, fight, fighting's fighting, and it's not, 
um, you know, you're not looking necessarily at, you know, well, if I do this, I might get this. It's about fucking fighting. You know, yeah. Just grabbing things and, you know, yeah. it's, it's grabbing things, headbutting things and, you know, yeah, yeah. throwing people about. You know, it's more, that's, that's you know, it's essentially um, fighting's, uh, you know, as the USC was kind of no holds barred. Is it, you yes. Know, yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of what yeah. fighting is. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, it's, it's always cool when these, when these other, you know, for like of us, um, you know, uh, I think it's cool when we start to see more more martial arts coming in because it gives you more idea. And you then th- there will be things within you know Sambo that we could implement ourselves into GSU, yeah. and it, you know, there's, yeah. there's always things that you could take. Oh, um, definitely, definitely, yeah. Well, you back the Bruce Lee there again, aren't you? You know, taking what's useful and rejecting the rest, aren't you? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. It's funny. One one of the things, and we we're talking about this the other day, where I think it was Mop actually, Ali, when we done the last podcast we've done. So one of the things I had always found hilarious was Aikido. I always thought Aikido was, was stupid. <laughs> and then it wasn't until our our professor, Dan, has a really nice Aikido arm drag. Yeah. How to open an arm up. Because the way you do traditional jiu-jitsu arm drag, you know, you grab here and pull forward. Whereas he yes. was going, you grab, you know, you grab this way, pull out, and then you can pull the arm forward easier. Because this isn't as strong as this. Yeah. So it's just, but it's an Aikido thing. Then you go, oh, wait a minute. So if they do that well, Maybe they do other things well, and then yeah. you kind of you kind of learn to like you know not think that other things are stupid. Maybe say I can maybe take this part and this part and yeah, so, yeah. You know, you know, I, I think um, it's got something to offer, and it goes back to what I said earlier about sometimes it's the person doing it rather than I mean, hey, yeah, yeah. Steven Seagal, Shannon Anderson. Stuff like that. I know. Yeah, that's, that that that's one of the guys. That's one of the guys. You look at Steven Seagal's beard and hair. Steven Seagal's about <laughs> oh, yeah. 105 years old, and he has yeah. beautiful. Black beard and black hair. Yeah, that's one of the guys I was yeah. thinking. That's one of the guys I was thinking of. Was Steven Seagal. If you look at him in um, some of his earlier films, that was a thin, slick back hair. He's had uh, a wee put on that. I'm sure. There's a, yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. There's definitely something going on. Uh, <laughs> one of the two. There's definitely some like some like dead orphans hair weaving into that somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. It's brutal. But yeah, Aikido, Aikido was one of those weird things. Because talking about Seagal, he was like the first guy that was the first Westerner to learn the secrets of Aikido. Remember that was how they used to pimp it in all his movies when he was doing like Nico and Hard to Kill when he was yeah. Yeah. breaking guys' fingers is, and punching them in the throat. The thing is, if you don't know any better. Aikido would be I mean it is literally for disarming people with, with swords, isn't it? That's what yeah. Aikido is all about. Yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't know any better, again, if you if you go into you know a, you know a dojo and, and there's a guy who's a, a, an Aikido master, you know Stevens the girls here, and, you, and you, you fight him and you know nothing other than how to windmill, he yeah. will fuck you up. Like he will <laughs> fuck you up. There's no way around about it. So you know it's, you know we kind of laugh and we're joking, but yeah, then, again, there's always good points from within. I like I like the anecdote though. I don't know if you ever heard that story about Jean Lavelle uh, strangling him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever heard that. Jean Jean Lavelle. Sure, I, th- I think I have heard something about this. Apparently, put him to sleep. He he was very much um, uh, apparently Seagal was a bit. Obviously, Jean Lavelle was a stuntman more than anything else. He had a few bit parts in different films. Yeah, 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 he was yeah. A stuntman, and he was very, very kind of loyal to his stunt team, and uh, he he always looked after the lads. Apparently, and, and uh, seemingly. Seagal was roughing some of the guys up a little bit too much, and uh, he'd kind of—I I don't know if he'd been a bit derogatory to Jean Labelle about judo or something—and they'd had a bit of a tussle, and Jean strangled, <laughs> put him to sleep, and then sat him up and brought him back round in front of everybody, and like kind of just pretty much humiliated him, you know. 
<laughs> I would like to see he'd put him that far under that he pissed himself, but I would be totally making that bit up. I think we could do that. I think we could just add that. We can edit that and we just say, you feel so far under it. We could do it if we want. I like a bit of poetic justice like that, you know, because I, I hate that kind of bullying arsehole mentality. I love and that. that. And I some do, of those, I like um, that, you know. If that's a true story, of, I love that. I love that. Some of those, uh, some of the videos you see on YouTube, where you know a guy who can't fight, and you know there's so many of them. He goes, you know, he goes to fight a guy who's a martial artist, and he gets fucked up. They're the best videos, though. You know, there's <laughs> so many. A guy being a fucking dickhead to somebody, and some guy head kicks him and knocks him into oblivion. You know, yeah. yeah, You know, those are the best. Those are. I love watching those well, videos. Everybody loves those, don't they? The 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 the, the underdog, the kind of. The bullying, getting poetic justice yeah, type yeah, videos. Yeah. I love them, me. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's better when they, you know, they rip, when they rip, rip the shirt, rip the, the shirts off. off, and they're yeah. fucking shouting odds at something. And you see some little little old fella, <laughs> so he yeah. just comes up, he just slips, takes up to the back, and rear making chokes him, and then puts him to sleep. That's a, that's amazing yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. That's it is. I like that. There's a video of uh, we had uh, you know Brandon that was on a couple of episodes ago, Chris Brandon McGaffey. Yeah, yeah. He's a black belt in jujitsu, uh, Barry. Um, and he had he's got a video up on his site because a guy came into his gym, like twenty two years old, all jacked up with like the sleeves, and said, "I'll take on anyone in your gym." And uh, Brandon's like, "Okay, let's go for it then." And Brandon was saying he's like five eight, not the biggest guy in the world. Yeah. And this guy's like, "Oh, I don't want to fight an old man." And Brandon's like, "That's cool. I'm like, it's okay. Like, I'm okay. Don't worry about it." And just absolutely turned him into a pretzel. Just like the guy's like screaming like, ah, ah, ah. And, and Brandon's just like. Not even like trying, do you know what I mean? Like probably about thirty percent effort, just yeah. tying I this love point. That. Literally, I love that. that's my favourite thing. I love that. I love it, those it's, stories. It's great, that isn't it? And 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 it's like it, it's one of those things. It's like you say, be wary of an old guy that's still active in a in a kind of a young man's sport. You know? I, I I always say this about our coach, our coach, um, our coach John is a black, a judo black belt, jiu jitsu brown belt, uh, had some MMA fights. And uh, I always, you know, you think, you know, if, if he was ever, you know, out, you know, for a walk or something at night or whatever, you know, any situation where some young lads were giving him stick, you just yeah. think, you'd be going, look at this old man. And he's just like, he would <laughs> fuck you up in so many different disciplines. <laughs> Not even like in one discipline. You yeah. know what I mean? He would fuck you. He would, he would destroy you in so many different disciplines. And you yeah. would go... And you'd have to go and tell your pals that some old men jumped you and all this. You'd have to go and do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just playing this. Yeah. These six old men they were hitting me with their sticks. It's just know. so funny. Uh, you know, the, the, scariest part the, is, the scariest part is John would do it with a smile on his face the entire time. <laughs> what I love about these old guys, it doesn't matter how old they are, they still have that, you know, that old man strength. Yeah. You know, yeah. that old man says, you grip thing, you go, oh, no, I don't like this. Like, I mean, my, my dad uh, had an accident at work last year and he hurt his knee, like ruptured his quad, dislocated his tendon, also had a bad had a bad fall at work. But still now, he's still like, you know, if, if you, he's walking around, he's a lot more mobile now. But when you, if, 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 we, hmm. if we have a little bit of frisk now, I can get a hold of him and he's 63 year old, you know, and I get a hold of him and he grabs us and I think, that's, that's a, still a big, Bear's arm, that you know? it's like, it is. It's metal. It's daft, you know. Uh, but but it's still there, and it's good to know. Yeah. Like, I think it's good for for the like. I, I always think, well, if I'm still training when I'm that age, I'm still going yeah. to be strong, and I'm still going to be. Yeah. Because 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 he it's, is, you know. It's good for everything. It's only good. Yeah. For, it can only be good for everything. Yeah. Um. You know. You don't. You don't want to be one of the. You know. You see. 
you know, you see your dad's 63. I mean, you see the average 63-year-old man and you think, he's just, yeah. you know, small and weak and unable to do anything. You think, if you've got a 63-year-old man, they can still grab you and make you go, holy shit, what, what's this all about? You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what we all want to be. You know what I mean? You all want yeah. to be at that stage where you're in your 60s and still able to handle yourself. You know, right. that's what you right. want to be in life. 100%. Because yeah. it's, it's, I, I think it's 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 good from a, a point of view that even just when he's out and about, so, obviously not so much now because we're all like locked down, but, but when you know, <laughs> he's out and about, he can kind of take care of himself still, you know, as daft as that yeah, sounds, yeah. I'm worried about me. But I know for a fact. No, but it's nice. It's a nice feeling. Yeah, if, he goes to the pub, if, if he goes to the pub for a pint and some young lads are getting, you know, yeah. pissed up and causing trouble, he can still handle himself. It's a good good thing oh, that you don't yeah. have to worry about, you know. I mean, we, we, um, we, we don't so much, we don't, he doesn't so much bother, like, pubs-wise now, but we, he got me into whiskey, so we're, we're quite, like, we go to these whiskey tastings and stuff, you know, so that's a bit more sophisticated now. We're a bit, like, uh, yeah. you know, sophisticated way of getting pissed. <laughs> yeah. What, um, one of the things I wanted to come back to, uh, Barry, was, um, you know, you said, you, you, you know, the Masters uh, 2018 was in Morocco. Yeah. What um what's that? Because that's quite. I love I love those kind of. You know, we're talking to Ian Mackey about this as well. Is you know doing these sports as you get to go and see parts of the world that you would never normally go to see. So yeah, just going to Morocco. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool. Is it a nice, nice enough place to compete, or was that a bit uh, sketchy? To be, or to be honest, it was Casablanca in Morocco. It was like you know, okay. and, and obviously so yeah, touristy. You've got the classic film named after it and stuff, and it was my yes. it was my my grandmother's favourite film. You know, she was she was a big Humphrey Bogart fan, and I thought, oh, Casablanca, it's going to be great. And to be honest, it was awful. <laughs> it was it was, I, I, and I'm I mean, I'm, and I I'm not one of these people. That, I, you know, I wouldn't be negative about it, but it was fucking terrible. Like I know, we, we, we all came back from from Casablanca, and. Within a couple of weeks, we were all ill, massively ill, and ran down. And, and and a lot of it, I think, could have been like we're run down from like training camps. And after the big event, the adrenaline and the yeah. event, then your immune systems crashes a bit. And I, it could have been yeah, that, yeah. but the, it, it was just it, it just wasn't. It was it, there was a lot of poverty and 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 the road systems. Jesus, taxis. Wow, I've never been. I, I mean, I've been to Malaysia and a couple of other places where the taxis are a little bit kind of scary. But <laughs> fucking hell, they're driving on the wrong side of the road. Where the taxi we were in knocked a person off a bike and kept on going. <laughs> uh, they, don't, they don't observe roundabouts, so so you've got a roundabout. They drive on the opposite side to us anyway, but you don't observe a roundabout. So they just all they do is they just use the horns excessively all the time and they're pulling out and they've got these like shitty larders and <laughs> they're driving scorers and larders and you know and they're going the wrong way around roundabouts and, and then they're giving people gobfuls of abuse and then to the up and this is taxi drivers and you're like you know I, I, I got stung because I sat in the front and it was the worst experience of my life. You know the, the guys I was with coming back from the venue jumped in the back so I was left in the front. I was like, yeah. and it wasn't for getting stung with a bill. I didn't mind that. It was the sheer terror of thinking, I'm going to get it first. Coming straight at you. The back of this bus, and I'm going to die. And I'm going to die in Morocco, and it's going to be shit. Um, <laughs> and I just wasn't happy, you know. It was like the bombing round. And, and as I say, the taxi, the taxi home knocked some cyclist off a bike and just carried on. And I, was like, and I went, I think you've just hit that. Do you want to join something? Well, he, he kind of waffled, it's on. He waffled onto me and just dismissed it. And I was like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, but it was it was just a bit um, like the the poverty side of it wasn't very nice to see, you know. And, and um, it, it was it wasn't what I thought. I, I guess you know, and you know, and I suppose you can always be disappointed by certain places. But um, we, I mean, I've been, I have, I've been to Japan, I've been to Minsk, I've been to Saint Petersburg, and the lovely places, you know. Cyprus, Cyprus mm. was good last year because obviously Cyprus is a nice, de- it's like a holiday yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah. we got a bit of sun. It was, it was, it was great, you know. Um, but, I know, uh, um, my, I know, my, my, my mom and dad, my mom and dad had been on a cruise someplace, and uh, they'd stopped off at Casablanca, and they said themselves, a fucking shithole. What yeah. a horrible place it was. <laughs> yeah, well, they are, yeah. Yeah, yeah they get, you know, they get off the cruise boat and they get like a, you know, bus into the in town. And I think they got in, they kind of walked 100 yards and went, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the boat. Yeah, terrible, yeah. horrible place. It's, just, um, it's, it's that weird poverty level you get in some places, though, as you were saying, Barry, where it's just, it's stuff that we're not used to seeing over here. Yeah, like yeah. I had, yeah. one of my mates was, um, was based out in India for a year through work. And he got put up in like a five-star hotel. It was absolutely amazing. And um, he was saying like one one day, like one of the beggars that basically lived uh-huh. outside the hotel had died in the street. And because, you know, they have the caste system. Yes. He was so low caste that people wouldn't touch his body. They had to wait on basically the bin lorry coming along. And he just got locked in the bin lorry. He was literally laid in the street for like two days, just wow. dead. And it was just like, okay, oh man, that's wow. Good. You can't yeah. fathom that, can you? You can't fathom no. that. No. Yeah. It's, it's this is, you know, one of the things about this country, you know, when, you know, obviously there is people who are really poor in this country, but most of the people that are poor in this country have, you know, a big telly and, you know, an iPhone. You know, that's that's the reality <laughs> yeah. of the situation. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's parts of the world that poverty means poverty. Like, they have yeah. nothing other than what they're wearing. Um, right. it's pretty, you know, it's, you know uh, I think we, a lot of people should be, Realize how lucky we are in this country. Take, take a lot of things for granted. I think it makes you take stock a little bit, yeah. you know. And I know that sounds cliched, but it does. It really does. Like, like I, I wasn't the only one from the team that that felt like that about Casablanca. It was very much, uh, you know. Uh, Everybody was a bit. Yeah, and and, and then when we all yeah. kind of got poorly at the same time, we were like, "Fucking hell, what's happened there?" <laughs> <laughs> the water, the food, or you know. So what do you what do you do? Do you all stay in? Were you all in the same hotel then? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, most, most, like the international body for Sambo is called FIAS, uh, F-I-A-S, FIAS. They, they're, um, they organise uh, the hotels for the competitors and the officials. And you normally find that, that they'll get like two or three hotels and you, you'll be, or, uh, as a team, as the British team, we're always together. Um, yeah. But they'll put, they'll put various teams in the same hotels and stuff. And then they'll put transport on to take you from the hotel to the venue and then from the venue back to the hotel. Uh, so then, do you then um, do you then do you then like go for meals together and have food together as, as yeah. your team? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty nice. Then obviously you're fighting at different times sometimes with different age categories, different weights and whatnot. So some people might be weighing in on a particular day, so they'll have to um, watch what they're eating and stuff. But on the last night, obviously everybody's together and we all have a drink and a and a, yeah. and, a, and a scran and stuff. And it's it's great. It's the atmosphere is good, and you and you tend to get like other teams mixing with you as well. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Pissed with the, you get pissed with the Israelis and the, the Germans and the, you know the Mexicans, the Spanish, the Americans. It's it's good. You know, it's it's um it's a good atmosphere. Like a and and yeah. like you know, you've you've tried to pull each other's arms and legs off for two days, and then you you know you're on the drink after. It's always it's nice. You know. 
It's true. We've said that a few times eh, about the whole combat sport, particularly like you can try and literally choke someone unconscious, try and break their arm. And then when the buzzer goes or whatever, you, you shake hands. And then if you see them outside, actually a lot of the people in it are some of the nicest people I've met, except for Chris, obviously. But a lot of the other guys are really excited. Eh? It's true. You, you get, you, you know, I've seen that you coming. Do, you do I've, seen that. That. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen that coming a mile off there. I can see it building up going up. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose that restaurant, though, that'd have been a bad restaurant to walk into and decide to start some shit with all you guys sat there. Have, uh, all these, <laughs> all these combat sambo experts yeah. from around the world. And someone comes in and starts well, getting a bit leery. I asked, I asked a pal of mine. He'd gone to, um, he'd gone to Casablanca for his, for a stag do, and well, it was it was a work trip, and then he, he he had like a bit of a stag do for his work. It's why he was oh, there. Okay. So I'd messaged him before I went. I said, look, what was it like? Is it a bit ropey? Is there a do's and don'ts? And, you know, and he said, oh, he says, no, he says, really, he says, it was a bit micey in certain areas. He says, and I wouldn't take me missus. I wouldn't take her. He says, but with the group of lads, it'd be all right. He says, and with you lot fucking wandering about where your colleague is, he says, you know, they'll probably just leave you alone. But it, and, and, and that was what he said. But, but you know, you, you're still vulnerable. It's like, Jesus, that level of poverty inspires a lot of violent crime, doesn't it, as well? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. with the best Definitely. man in the world, you're, you're still a bit nervous and it's still twitchy bum time when you're, yeah. you know, you're wandering around dark alleys or you take a wrong turn somewhere, you know? Definitely. So yeah. what um as as the so the 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 world championships are meant to be this year is that now going to happen next year are they moving that or well <coughs> what they'll probably because they do it every year so what they'll probably do is if if it gets written off this year because of the, the COVID nineteen thing then that'll be it so ne it'll just be next year anyway I mean it, it was going to be Holland this year I don't know how they'll be how they'll work it in terms of if the host nations will still host it next year rather than pick another one I don't know you know because they've missed their chance type of thing um, so I don't know how they'll, how they'll do that because obviously this is never this kind of thing's never happened really um, is, it in, um, is it Amsterdam it's in is it yeah yeah, yeah. We, we were in um, so we, I was at uh, Naga European Naga Championships in Amsterdam last year Jiu Jitsu brilliant fun so yeah. much fun it's one, of, it's one of the coolest places to be able to compete and then go out and get a drink and, uh, and Get some nice food and wander about the red light district and all that. It's, 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 a, it's a nice it's a, place to compete. It's a bizarre place, isn't it? I, I was there for a so, my, so one, strange. One, one of my best mates, Stag Dudes, I was there and I was his best man. And I had a really bad experience, so I wasn't particularly looking forward to it. <laughs> I had one like the pretty, pretty much the worst experience of my life in Amsterdam. Um, so I was very much like. Um, like for me, it was when I heard it was Amsterdam. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I want to go there. I think mean, flying, like, flying at the Schiphol Airport will be like a nightmare anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback. I, I was, I was, a, I was one. I was my mate's best man in Amsterdam, and it's one of the funniest things ever. Was we were walking through the, the red light district, and we decided beforehand we weren't really going to go into any of the clubs to begin with. We kind of had a wander about and just a few quiet drinks. You know, we've got like the they come see men outside that try and get you into yeah, the clubs. Yeah. And all the way down, we're going, no, it's fine, it's fine. And then this guy's like, we've got all the strippers. We've got white strippers, black strippers, yellow strippers. And we're like, no, no. And then the guy's like, we've got dwarf strippers. And we're like, guys. When you say dwarfs, he goes, we've got two dwarf strippers. So, <laughs> You know, and we're like, okay, cut us a deal. So we made a deal where we got in. It was, I think it was like 30 euros and they gave us like two free drinks and blah, 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 blah. 
So the, the guy takes us down into the bar, gets us our tickets, and that. And like, so we're at these door strippers, and he whistled to someone and shouted something in Dutch. And the DJ put the music on and says, welcome on stage, Cristal. And Candy and these two, like, four-foot-tall muscles, like, the basks, the suspenders. The I just fell off the bar still, just like, Whoa. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, oh my God. I've seen. Uh, on stage dancing away. Oh, honestly, I, t- I couldn't see for tears running down my eyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. That's that's good. Good. I like how that was the selling point, though. Right. But literally, there was like the five of us walking, and we're going, No thanks, mate. And obviously, they're all going, Come in, uh. come in, guys, the best. No thanks. And the boy's like, We've got dwarf strippers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not just discount this one. Let's not just be so hasty here. I don't want to see any regular good looking women take their clothes off. <laughs> I'm dwarf. I'm in. We can, we can see that anywhere. You <laughs> can see that anywhere. Oh, yeah. well, that's brilliant. Oh, that's so it, was, funny. it was tremendous. Oh. It was tremendous. That's oh, just most of an audience, I think. <laughs> this is lost. Mm. Everyone's just. We either gained a lot of followers or lost everybody at that point. <laughs> yeah, it could go either one or two ways. Kind of <laughs> one or two ways. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but um, back to the point, it is nice to travel and spend time with your friends. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Embracing cultures as well. That's correct. Absolutely. And diversity. Yeah. Diversity, and diversity yeah. cultures, everything. Yeah, Ali's not Ali's not highest. He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> mind if he doesn't he doesn't mind if he strippers are short. Oh <laughs> Jesus man. I don't know. I don't I I'll be honest with you, I'm fucking I don't know where to go with that now. I'm fucking I have no idea what to talk about. <laughs> such a I've got that I've got that mental image in my head now. I'm like, what the oh, fuck? Where do I go? Where do you go from dwarf strippers? How do we I'm cover? Not even sure. I'm not even sure. <laughs> uh, what, about, what about Minsk? Talk us about Minsk, Barry. How was Minsk for the visit? <laughs> Minsk was lovely. That was a great place. Yeah. Was there any, yeah. any, any, any midget strippers? No, no, there wasn't. <laughs> no midgets. No midgets. All strippers. All together. None of them. I did see an old woman who was about 80 walking a pit bull that looked like it had took a horrendous amount of steroids. The old rumor of the pit bull. No, the pit bull. Like, I mean, if the dog decided to go somewhere, she wasn't stopping it. Like, um, it was, it can it hurt was, for the walk. We were walking yeah. back to our hotel, me and uh, Matt Klemter, and uh, we were walking back. And I, I said to Matt, I went, Fucking hell. I said, How on earth? I said, Can you imagine? I said, I said, You couldn't even outrun that. And he went, I haven't got to outrun that, Barry. I've only got to outrun you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> that's a good oh, point. Nice. And it was it was one. It had the ears clipped and everything. It looked like it was like it looked like it was a fighting dog. But it, like I said, mm. the woman that had it, she was about eighty years old. Oh god, that's um, that's one of those places. another one of those places. But I think there's I think there's a jiu-jitsu competition yeah. uh, in Minsk. I think there's a jiu-jitsu competition. It's one of those places you go. That'd be pretty cool. I'd like to go. Yeah. I'd like to go someplace like that. And, and I think it's quite cool if you get to go and compete someplace. It was great. Never been. You, you, um, sh- you should. I mean, if you can go, definitely go. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I like Minsk. It was a great. It was a great place. Um, and it was. Um, you you could still see the very heavy Soviet influence on some of the buildings and stuff. You know, mm. but um, sports people 
are, are really well looked after when you go to places like that, you know. Um, so that's you, one of the things I was going to ask. So seeing like a place like Minsk, so anywhere in that, you know, the, the places where you've mentioned the sense of really good, you know, Georgia or any of these places with good wrestling yeah. backgrounds, did they treat you a little, you know, if they know you're a, a, a Sambo guy, did they treat you a little bit nicer because you're a Sambo guy? My experience has been, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, I, and I, there might be like that with, with people from all sports. I don't know. Obviously, you know, you can only speak as you find. But whenever you go somewhere for, for part of a competition, the, the, there's especially at Masters level, there's a, there's, a, there's a bit more courtesy and a bit more understanding, I think. And, and there's there's kind of a nod to like, yeah, we're, we're, we're cracking on a bit, but, you know, let's just do it and, and yeah. do it. Apparently. You know, and, and, and there is a, I think there is a, an element of... Uh, Respect's a, a bit overused, but you know, you know what I, where I'm coming from. Yeah. Like, courtesy, yeah, yeah. if you like, I suppose. You, you, say, get, yeah. you do get looked after, and 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 they kind of give you a little bit of a, um, a, a, a well, I suppose a bit of, um, kind of mutual nod, if you like, of, of yeah, yeah, you know, because I think it's it's very big over there. Like, you, you take Sambo out of this country, internationally, it's massive. It's as big as mm. judo internationally, you know. Other countries, yeah, yeah. a lot of the Eastern European countries do sambo and judo exclusively. They're like interchangeably, you know. Is there something? Okay. Um, is there some? Is there something in Russia you can go to? That be. I think that'd be cool to go to Russia. Well, I, some sambo. Yeah. Well, I, I I trained in Saint Petersburg. I got invited to go to Saint Petersburg with the other British sambo coaches seven years ago, and we had a week training at the Centre for Excellence in in Saint Petersburg, and that was fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Um, mm. And then I was, that was the year I was due to go, the, the World Championships, the World Sambo Championships were in uh, Moscow that year. And um, what was it? I might, actually, it might have been St. Petersburg again. But I was there in the October and I was due to go in the November for the World Championships for Combat Sambo. And I dislocated my knee two weeks before I went. Um, and oh. I couldn't go. Uh, um, right. So I had to pull out. So I never got to compete in Russia, but I have trained there. And it's, it's fantastic, you know? <laughs> like the... The level of like, the level of skill is massive, and on a mat, on any given session, on the night, you've got 60, 70 people, um, and it's and, and it's that pool of talent is just huge. Um, mm. Like I, I was the only coach that was still competing at the time. The rest of the coaches I'd gone with were like, uh, kind of retired coaches, and 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 they were, they were just running clubs. So because I was due to compete at the Worlds, they, they stitched me up all the time. And they were like, oh, Barry's fighting in a couple of weeks' time. Can we have somebody to, to fight Barry? And at the time, I was fighting <laughs> a, a hundred, under 100 kilos. And the coach went, oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm just getting gloved up to do a bit of sparring. And he shouts, Nikolai. And fucking Nikolai rocks up out of the changing room. We hadn't been on the mat all night. Nikolai was in a case somewhere. That was like great glass <laughs> of a visitor. That's what Nikolai was for, right? I'm convinced of this because the, the, they tortured me about it afterwards. I was like, where the freak did he come from? He was huge. And he was slightly disgruntled, I'll say, in terms of personality. Um, he came over and he dusted my arse all over the map. Like, literally, just kind of, you know, really humbled us. And, I've, and as I said, I've been on a, a duo mat or sambo, you know, from being six. So I'm, I don't think I'm great, but I, I know my way around a little bit. And I got spanked good and proper. Uh, not, and not in the good way, you know. Like, he was dragged around and I was like, fuck. And the, so, of course, the rest of the, the Brits were laughing, you know. 
I get so many. <laughs> Anyhow, afterwards, he shook me hand, gave us a hug, and that was the best grip I had of him, was when I cuddled him. <laughs> 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 I was like, wow, that was really humbling. Because I'm thinking, I, I, you know, I was, I was like, I was close to competing. I was only a month away, so I was fit anyway, and I was sick. So as he as he kind of caught me early stages, I thought, right. So I stepped up a gear, and I was like, right, he did it again. So I stepped up again, and and I and I was fortunate enough to have gears to transfer to tra- travel yeah. through, if you like. But he didn't seem to get out of second gear. And yeah. Bang, bing, bing, bing. There's an arm lock. There's a leg lock for you. Bing, you know. And I'm like, well, are you, are you kidding? <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> Some of these, um, when we were in Amsterdam at, at Naga, I competed at uh, under 100 kilos. So I think I was 98 kilos I competed at. It was, I think it was, the weight's 92 to 100, I think, so weight. But the weight up from that is when you see some big, big Eastern European men and you look yes. at them and you think, we, we are not the same fucking thing. <laughs> we are not the same species. Yeah. Massive, like, Polish guys and, and Russians. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, if you you know, because I'm, you know, I, 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 you know, Ali's sorry six three or something and eighty something kilos. I'm I'm six foot and a hundred kilos. So you went, I'm a, yeah. I'm a fairly big man. And you look at these guys, you're thinking, holy fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really it's really uh, like the weigh-in for me at international competitions. The weigh-in's really like a, a big thing. because uh, because I'm a hundred, I'm about one hundred and fifteen kilos. So I'm heavyweight now, but I, I've already been that really the last couple of years. But I um. I used to, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about six foot, six foot and a half inch maybe because I've shrunk since like I've had a few back issues and stuff and I'm getting old. Um, but at that weight, I always think I'm, I'm, I'm potentially not small, but when I go to competitions internationally and I'm weighing in with some of these guys, man, and it's like, mm-hmm. wow, like you're absolutely horrifically terrifying. How are you? How, where are you from? You know, it's like. Well, what was always, what I always remember funny is, like I said, I came from a boxing background and, and the Scottish, um, Super heavyweight that we always had was uh, a pal of mine, Ross Henderson. Ross is a lovely big guy, uh, and I, I was very good. You know, his coach Frank Delaney was an older guy, lovely guy. Ross was six six and a half, and when he was fit, he was one hundred and fifteen kilos. A big man. Yeah. And I remember speaking to Frank, and they were saying, "How's Ross getting on internationally?" Because you know, there wasn't a lot of big guys in Scotland, so it was very hard for him to develop quickly. But he'd been going to camps in Scotland, and he was improving. And I was saying to Frank, "How's he getting on, Frank?" He said, "It's good." He said, "You know what his problem is, Chris." He's not big enough, <laughs> you know, for international tournaments. And I'm like, he's not big enough. You know, I bo- I ended up boxing him once because, uh, uh, you know, I fucking agreed to it because I'm an idiot and I just, I, you know, fight anybody. And I fucking took the fight. And you stand in front of him going, holy fuck. So when he's saying he's not big enough, because these, some of these Eastern Europeans were 140 kilos and 6'8", 6'9", 7 foot. And you're thinking, what yeah, yeah. the fuck? You know, what are we dealing with here? So yeah. it's, it's amazing so yeah I, I know um, I even uh, I remember speaking to you know Chris Sherrington yeah yeah, course, guy, yeah. yeah. Chris Sherrington so I'm I'm friends with his uh, ex-wife and uh, he trained with our strength well my strength and conditioning coach he's coming on the podcast on Sunday actually and Chris Sherrington's the same Chris is I mean Chris Sherrington's a big man big lump yeah and and he was saying you know some of these world class guys I'm, I'm not it's not big enough you're thinking no. Who's bigger than you? <laughs> that's, that's what you think. Honestly, seriously, like domestically in the heavyweight division, I'm I'm all right size wise. I'm comparable, but when mm. you go abroad, it's 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 madness. You know, like I, I, I it, it baffles me where they where they get them. 
Like yeah. last year in in um, in Cyprus last year for the World Masters, there was a big pool of Russians because it's nice and handy for them. It's their, one of their big holiday destinations is Cyprus. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of Russians there for the competition and then extended holidays after. But there was a guy from those two guys actually. There was a guy from Bulgaria in my age division who was 162 kilos and six. <laughs> What? And 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 the age category below, which my friend was fighting in, Georgie Georgiev from Bulgaria, he was fighting, and his guy was 157 kilos and six foot five, and Georgie beat him. <laughs> he dropped shoulder through him and pinned him. <laughs> it was brilliant. That's, the noise, the noise was fantastic. Splat, boom, and obviously the pin didn't take the pin didn't take much because the guy couldn't get up. You know, <laughs> that's one of those things where that's one of those things where. Um, I've always, you know, even in GSU when I boxed, I would, I would take pretty much any fight. But, you know, I've said, we've got this guy for you. It's 157 kilos. You'd be going, nah, nah. Just leave nah, that. I'll phone Barry. He'll be all right with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not fighting somebody 157. That's, that's a big, well, that big, was, that's that a was, big that human being. Because my mate, Joe, I mean, I was light in my bracket at 115 kilos. I was the lightest. Georgie was 102 kilos in his over 100s, and so he was lighter still. Um, and as I see, Kip, last year he got silver. He was brilliant last year. Forty uh, mm. socks off, you know, outstanding. He's an outstanding sambist anyway, and a Jew, and he was a judo player as well. He he from Bulgaria originally, lives down in there, Cheshire now. But he's right. we've we've become like good mates, you know, through just through sambo really. And he's uh, but he's, he's he's great, like, and 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 as I say, he was massively. Out of his weight, if you like, um, yeah. he should have been. He should have been under under a hundred, you know. But uh, hundred, I hundred fifty seven kilos, and the other guy was in the in my age group was one hundred and sixty seven. Yeah, I don't even. Uh, sorry, one hundred sixty two. Sorry, one hundred sixty two kilos. I don't know how you get that big. No, I don't know. That's wild. You just nah. That's a, I, that's that's a big pie, lumpy. Pies, I would imagine. That's a that's a big lumpy human being. That. I mean, don't get me wrong, he wasn't athletic either. It was, it was, he was a big. No, then he can't. I mean, there comes a point where mass becomes hard to move. There's no way around about it. Scary, scary. But that's a big lumpy human. Listen, guys, I don't. This is this is. I'm having a really good time. This is a fun conversation, but I have to get a workout done because I've been working all day. I'm just. Is it five to nine? Is it really five to nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A half, guys. It's been. I think Barry, if you're happy, you could we jump back on for another episode at some point. Oh yeah, if you if you have me, yeah. Just, yeah, I yeah when, definitely. I man. thought when you asked me, I thought you must have run out of interesting people. That's my answer. No, 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 not at all, not at all, man. Um, ah. It's been really good fun. I've been good fun, right. but I've been built. When I heard them, um, I heard last week they were going to not open the gyms possibly until October or later, yeah. October the earliest. And I went, ah, fucking, this is not. I have to lift weights, so I've, I've extended my summer house that I had. I was using it as a gym, so I've extended it, and I've got a squat rack and stuff coming. So, oh, nice. Um, nice. I've been building that all day, and I have to go and get some kind of workout. Yeah, yeah, no, so. no, no, no worries um, at all. No worries at all. I didn't feel like that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, the best, that's, that's the best conversations when you don't realise how long. Yeah. I'm just looking at my watch and going, shit, we're approaching nine o'clock and I still want to work out. It <laughs> um, was, was really good fun. It was, really was good yeah, fun. I enjoyed that. It was really good, lads. I, brilliant. Definitely. 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 We'll get you back on. I'll sign off and now stop the recording. But uh, that was episode 12, folks, with Barry Gibson. Um, Barry, if anyone's want to follow you on the social media or anything, where could they find you? Um, I'm on. 
I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter as Grapplefit. You'll find me on there if you want to. If, if yep. you if you're bored and you you struggle, <laughs> I'll put like just training clips, sambo clips, or whatever you like. You know. Perfect. I'll tag you in as well when we post this. But uh, thanks very much, Barry. This has been really good. I'm just going to stop the recording now. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers.